0: I'm here to hurt you, and I come here to maim you. That's what I've heard
1: for seven years. I hurt you. I hurt you. You might as well go ahead and admit it. You might as well own up to the philosophy for some of you, and that is that life sucks and then you die.
0: I doubt you've ever been in a real street fight. That looks at that pretty face, I don't think you've
1: ever taken a punch before in your life. Now, now it's I, it's I for an iron. Now it's you, you take one of mine and I'll take two
0: of yours. there, sitting at home,
1: acknowledged. It's Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. WWE, AEW, MLW, NWA, New Japan, the Indies and more. It's the Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday Show with Jonathan Hood. What's up, everybody, and welcome in to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Don't forget to check out our YouTube, YouTube youtube.com. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. And, of course, our merchandise, man. Thank you so much for supporting our merchandise, whether it's T-shirts or sweatshirts or tumblers or mugs, socks, (laughs) Leggings, whatever is there for you. If you're a wrestling fan, I want you to represent the podcast that you love, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, right here. Again, you can find the link to that in the description of my Instagram and Twitter at wrestling twt at wrestling twt. Look for the Under the Hood Show merchandise. It's in my link tree. I do do one click, do another click right to the top of my link tree where it says Under the Hood Show merchandise, and bam, you're right there. Love that you're supporting uh, the podcast as always. Before we get into this edition of TWT, I want you to know, ahead of time, so it won't be rumor and innuendo, that this podcast will change. This podcast feed will change. You don't have to move. There will be wrestling content here. I can't talk about it just as of yet, but there's going to be something new right here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. And so I hope that you're going to enjoy it. I cannot uh, reveal what that is just as of yet, but it's something that I've been told and there'll be something for everybody, I think, With uh, in the month of April for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Wherever you're finding this podcast, on the ESPN Chicago app, or on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, Spotify. Thanks so much, wherever you are, uh, all over the country. As we broadcast live from the professional wrestling capital of the world, Chicago, Illinois. In a couple of weeks, things will change here with Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. It's still wrestling content, for sure, but I cannot... Talk about it just as of yet, but I just want to let you know. And then once we get closer to it, there'll be a special podcast on YouTube as well as here on TWT for me to explain what it will be going on. I'm looking forward to the future. That's for sure when it comes to our wrestling conversation. And again, hit me up anytime. Wrestling TWT on Instagram and Twitter. Love for you to follow, and definitely on the YouTube page, YouTube.com for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Let's talk about WrestleMania 38 emanating from AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas. It is right around the corner, and I'm going to give you my matches I'm looking forward to for the WWE. The number one match I'm looking forward to is Cody Rhodes against Seth Rollins. <laughs> As we record this on the 22nd of March on, uh, at 11.06 a.m. Central Time. I imagine that Cody Rhodes will be coming in, and maybe not at WrestleMania, maybe he will come in uh, on the next Raw. I know as we record this, Monday Night Raw was in Chicago on the 21st of March, and I was not going. After my experience at SmackDown, which was a good one, my experience at the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois, to see... Roman Reigns and the Usos turn on Paul Heyman. Pretty good. That was the last time that I saw a show for the WWE. Uh, I knew Raw was coming to town. And I was like, there's no way I'm sitting through three and a half hours of wrestling. Especially with Monday Night Raw. That just wasn't going to happen. Especially when you're getting this close to WrestleMania. You're not just, you're really not getting much on these go-home shows on the way to WrestleMania. Because so, all these matches, for the most part, are solidified. There's a reason why I said Cody Rhodes against Seth Rollins, because from all reports, Cody Rhodes has already signed with the WWE. And I think that this upcoming Raw will tell a greater story about that on the 28th of March. I think that, as Seth Rollins said at the beginning of Raw on the 28th, that he is going to find out who his opponent is going to be, because he's had a number of these matches in which he's fallen short. And, uh, And so... I think that's the match we're going to see Cody against Seth Rollins, which is a hell of a matchup just away from the AEW aspect of Cody Rhodes or what Seth Rollins is going through in his career. On the surface, is a great match. Cody Rhodes, over the last few weeks, has been very polarizing. The conversation about Cody as he walks away from AEW, as he told Dave Meltzer and others, it's just time to leave the territory. And all this is about power for Cody Rhodes, Right. He's a vice president of the company, and because Tony Khan has the pencil, and because he's the boss, probably didn't see things Cody's way, Cody says, I'm just going to leave. Very similar to Dusty Rhodes when he left the N.W.A. to put on polka dots and dance around. In the late 80s into the early 90s, uh, Dusty Rhodes had to leave too. And eventually coming back to WCW and got the pencil anyway. And was able to control things happen uh, in WCW. But Cody has left AEW and he's on his way to the WWE. And here's a guy here in Cody Rhodes who has totally the antithesis of the WWE when he was in AEW would talk bad about the company would, you know, you had that sledgehammer and smashing the throne, trying to smash triple H's throne, uh, under his tutelage, uh, they, AEW helped take down NXT to make it turn into the Jenny Jones show. Now that is NXT 2.0 because of the way it's lit and the way that arena is. They've totally AEW changed the way NXT does business now. No more Triple H, really, in the front office. It's Shawn Michaels' show. So, Cody was a part of that. And now Cody is going to something that he had a, had a dismay with, had a disconnect with, going back to the WWE. So, that matchup, in particular, when Cody shows up at Raw, if he shows up in Dallas at WrestleMania, whatever he shows, it'll be interesting. But I'll tell you now before anyone else will tell you. I will make a gentleman's wager that in 16 months, at the time that we see him, whatever that's—if it's Raw on the 28th or if it's WrestleMania—that man will have face paint and look like Stardust in 16 months or less. I just don't see him being some kind of power broker or some guy that's at the top of the card for a year like he probably should be, uh, because the WWE audience, at least in the eyes of Vince McMahon, they know who Cody Rhodes was before he left. And just like John Morrison, or just like a number of these other guys, when they leave and come back, they're kind of in the same spot. Uh, what is Cody going to say something about AEW when he gets to the WWE? Probably not. But what's his role going to be? I know the money's going to be great, but what's his role going to be? That guy might be dressed up just like he was before I Stardust going back to the WWE. I don't even know how long the contract is that he signed. But uh, I think that matchup will be interesting. Of course, the number one storyline over the last year plus has been Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And so I'm looking forward to that matchup myself. The reason why is because it's title for title. Like winner takes all. But the thing that you know is winner takes all. You know that if Brock Lesnar wins or if Roman Reigns wins... He's got to give one of the championships back. It's not like that Roman or Brock is going to be a dual champion. The WWE is very similar to anything in entertainment or anything in business in that if you say it, then some will believe it. Some will think it's bullshit, but some will think it's real. Like, for instance, Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar, quote, the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, the biggest WrestleMania match of all time, pal. Goddamn, pal! Really, Vince? Really? Think about that. All the WrestleMania matches. This is the biggest. We also had the greatest wrestling match of all time with Roman with the Randy Orton and Edge. You do recall this, right? But if you say it. For some, this will be the thing. Like, not Hogan and Andre. Not Ultimate Warrior and Hogan. Not uh, Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. Not Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Like None of those matches. Not Austin against, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels. None of these other matches, right? I mean, just think about all the great WrestleMania main event matches. But this one, Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar, the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. If you say it, some will believe it. I don't believe it, even though this is one of the best storylines of the last three or four years of Heyman in the middle, Paul Heyman in the middle with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar is one of the great storylines. But again, this is what the WWE needs. We've always wanted to see how this is all going to end with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. So we will see what happens. But I've loved the story. Love the story. Because Paul Heyman's been on both sides. He got back to with Brock Lesnar. Now he's back with Roman Reigns with the Tribal chief, So, And this is the best Roman Reigns that we've seen. And you wonder why is Roman Reigns so good? Roman Reigns is good now because he's not tethered to some long-form script in this meandering promo that no one understands. It's really him in a lot of ways. Just him turning up the heat on his heel tendencies, but it's cool. He doesn't sound like everybody else. And that's the difference between Roman and, say, Finn Balor or someone else that's doing a promo. Vince has allowed Roman Reigns to verbalize how he feels as a cocky heel heavyweight champion. It's really cool. Brock Lesnar the same way. This is the best Brock that we've ever seen. It's no wonder that both of these guys are in a program with one another. This is the best Brock that we've seen. We've seen Brock you know, be the guy that's moving around the ring, not saying anything, this menacing monster, and just destroying everything in his path, and Paul Heyman does the talking. Well, when you see Brock, whether it's a five-minute promo, two-minute promo, you lean in because you want to hear more of what he has to say. And so this Brock Lesnar here is the Brock Lesnar that I think we've all been waiting for, for him to come out and show personality. And for him, probably bullet points, but not necessarily scripted. He knows where he's going. To me, it's the best Brock Lesnar that we've seen. And so it's great that these two have a, pro, a program with one another because they are both left to their own devices.
0: What does God God mode is 200 IQ plus world-class athlete equals God mode. It's not a switch. It's years and years of work. It's a journey. And I think anybody who has reached the top of whatever they do, they understand what it takes. That's allowed me to get to this point of experience to where I'm just smarter than everybody. Today we're in Western Florida at the House of Athletes. I love the gym. The gym is the only place that does not acknowledge me, does not care who I am. The weights, they don't lie. If you can't pick them up, you can't pick them up. They will push you every single time, and that's what I've continued to do. For some athletes, what you do in the weight room doesn't translate to the field. Everything that I do in the weight room will translate to the ring. My explosion, my power, my strength, my conditioning. It doesn't matter how long the match is. I get stronger and stronger as it goes. The second wind comes like that. I still believe in the old school. The nitty-gritty barbells, dumbbells, pick up the weight, control the weight, own the weight. And that's what I do. Compound lifts, deadlift, power clean, bent over rows. These things, they're classic lifts. Every type of athlete that's ever stepped on any type of stage, these are the things that they've tapped into and been proficient at, and it's no different for me. I'm the smartest shark in the ocean here. I've learned how to handle Brock. I learned... Every false step that I've ever took in that ring with Brock. i reanalyzed every little detail you could possibly think of and the ones that you didn't even think of because you're not as smarter experienced as me. And then I've continued to put the work in. There's going to be a little sliver of credit that's going to go to Brock Lesnar when the record books are all written. And his hillbilly farm boy mindset, he's sitting there thinking like, oh, I'm about to make history and we're about to rewrite the record books. He's going to be in the record books but he's just a supporting player to the number one guy, the guy who's on top of the call sheet, Roman Reigns. I've manifested the outcome that I see fit for the tribal chief, the outcome that I see fit for the head of the table, for my bloodline, the one that's going to support us for generations to come. And at WrestleMania, that God mode that nobody else can reach, it's going to come easy. This is going to be my sixth WrestleMania main event. This is going to be the one where I beat Brock Lesnar. Solidify my run as the greatest WWE champion of all time. There's no arguments. There's no debates. It's factual. It's title versus title. This is the biggest WrestleMania main event of all time. I'm ready. Let's go. Roman, you can run. You can hide. But in two weeks at WrestleMania, I'm going to do more than blow the doors off you. Roman
1: Reigns! I'm coming for blood! Coming for blood, Roman. You best be prepared.
0: I'll see you in two, buddy.
1: I am scared to death. I don't know how you get in the ring with the man. Two weeks from Sunday, Roman Reigns has to get in the ring with Brock Lesnar.
0: Are we live right now? My apologies for interrupting. Excuse me. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a public announcement I'd like to share. I'd like to thank my good friend, Paul Heyman. Because of Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar is a free agent, all because of Paul, and all because of that, Brock Lesnar gets to do whatever Brock Lesnar wants to do.
1: got a lot of feedback from our last episode of TWT regarding the passing of Scott Hall. I'm glad that many of you enjoyed it, at least those that reached out to me, told me on Facebook and Twitter. we It was a long episode, but it really told the story of one of the all-time great, if you missed it, uh, the life and times of Scott Hall, the bad guy who passed away. We talked about his career from the beginning at AWA to Memphis to the WWE to WCW, a little TNA in there as well. Uh, So it's all there in the archives of Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. Charlotte against Ronda Rousey. Charlotte against Ronda Rousey I, I have as far as matches I'm looking forward to seeing because Charlotte and Ronda Rousey to me have done a really good job of trying to build this match up. Ronda Rousey, who resented the fans, legit, as a shoot, because of what was said on social media. Once again, like a young professional, young athlete that doesn't like the feedback on social media, so she was having a backlash against the fans. Well, Vince McMahon convinced Ronda Rousey, hey, you're a babyface, so you got to smile at these fans that you don't like. And so you notice that the very teethy grin of Ronda Rousey as she comes down to the, the ramp and into the ring because she is a babyface against Charlotte Flair who is the consummate heel and so I'm not sure how this match is going to go as far as Evan Flo but you remember Ronda Rousey when she made her debut in that tag team matchup. Man, you talk about one of the all-time great debuts. She was smooth in the ring. She's had house shows to kind of work out some of the kinks and so Rousey Shorter wrestler, but has power against the athletic, tall Charlotte. I want to see how this matchup goes because there's been some heat. They've done a nice job of going back and forth verbally and also the physicality backstage. I want to see how this looks in the ring in front of how many people at AT AT&T Stadium. Pat McAfee against Austin Theory. But you didn't think I was going to say that, right? Pat McAfee... was born to be a WWE superstar, not AEW, not WCW in the past, not New Japan. No, he he's built to be a WWE superstar. I thought that when he was NXT as a manager, as a mouthpiece, I thought that it was really good stuff for someone who hadn't done that before. One thing about Pat McAfee, if you know anything about him, as far as his Series XM radio show, what he's done for ESPN, that guy could talk. He is a personality. He knows how to be able to get himself over. And he had a great interview, I thought, with Vince McMahon. Uh, it Great in the fact that he was able to get Vince. Great in that regard. As far as the questions and some of the things I would have liked to know from Vince, some were asked and some were not. But just the idea that Vince flew in to do the interview with Pat McAfee, I think that's great. And now McAfee is in a matchup. One of your better color analysts in that company now is going to be in a matchup against Austin Theory. And the rumor was that Vince McMahon was supposed to be in this match in one way, shape, or form. And I think that he is going to be. Even though we have not heard as far as uh, this taping is concerned of this um, TWT podcast. But it was supposed to be McMahon in some involvement. Because in storyline, Austin Theory is is, uh, someone that is the protege of Vince McMahon. Still don't understand why Vince chose Austin Theory. They see something in him. And so McAfee against Austin Theory. McAfee has been firing up big time. I love some of the promo work he's, he's had on Austin Theory. Theory comes across as a sports entertainer so far. And um, it's fine. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fine. Um, but I think that this matchup could be pretty good. Last time we saw McAfee, he was four stars in that ring uh, when he wrestled for NXT. So I look forward to uh, what that is going to bring. Sing Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. After 19 years, he said he would never wrestle. And I would imagine he's not going to wrestle here. But it is going to be Kevin Owens calling out Steve Austin, Austin will be there and he'll get a hero's welcome back to Dallas and people will look forward to seeing him, but as far as I know, there will not be a match between these two, it'll be the KO show and Kevin Owens calling out Steve Austin, and this is big for Kevin, because Kevin easily, when his contract was done with the WWE, he could have easily just like, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm going to be with my friends at AEW and uh, finish my career in AEW. But he re signed with the WWE. Every time you look at Kevin Owens' social media, he talks about his family and missing his kids and all that. And I would imagine for security purposes, for security purposes, financially, he just thought, yeah, you know, I'm just going to stay at WWE. Even though Kevin Owens has not been the heavyweight champion, Kevin Owens, I think, has done a really nice job in this company as far as babyface or heel. He's done a nice job. I always thought that he was a good wrestler going back to his time at ROH. As Kevin Steen, his matchups against Sami Zayn, El Generico were legendary. Great blood feuds. Uh, And I think that Kevin's done a nice job. Uh, morphing into what Vince McMahon wants, and that is a rugged, heavy-handed SOB, and he's just being himself in there, and his promo work has just been great, and so he stayed with the WWE. So he's going to be in a high-profile situation with Stone Cold Steve Austin, because Owens has been using this the maneuver of Steve Austin, the stunner, for a while, Uh, and to see Steve back there, I know people will be very happy to see that. Even though it won't be in a match, it'll just be in uh, some kind of showcase between the two. We'll see how that goes. I look at the WWE, and I wonder why the WWE continues to bring in people of nostalgia and celebrities. Celebrities and nostalgia. Something that WrestleMania was built on Right, The first WrestleMania was built on that type of nostalgia and built on celebrities. And this is when Vince McMahon was going all in. He didn't have much money, but he was able to get those celebrities, the Mr. T's, the Billy Martins back then for WrestleMania 1. And from that success, he was able to build on 2 and 3. And now we're here at 38, 38 years of WrestleMania, which is amazing. But I look at this card that is put together for WrestleMania and I look at matches like Johnny Knoxville against Sami Zayn and I see what kind of nonsense that is, Johnny Knoxville and he's pulled all these type of stunts and all that's great and Johnny Knoxville has a movie and all this the jackass star will take on Sami Zayn, okay, that's popcorn time for me. And then to see what is happening in this tag team matchup here that involves The Miz. The Miz and Logan, what's the kid's name? Logan Paul. (laughs) Okay, we know that the Pauls are uh, very controversial, especially in the boxing community. But they're involved at WrestleMania. And I'm thinking, why do, do would I do I really need to see Logan Paul at WrestleMania? Miz and Logan Paul against the Mysterios. <laughs> Just I, I don't know why that's necessary to have both of the, th- those type of matches at WrestleMania, but it is. And then I start to think wrestlers like Finn Balor should be on the main show, and Ricochet, and Dolph Ziggler, and wrestlers like uh, Ilya Dragunov and Mustache Mountain, and. Uh, Imperium and Braun Breaker and Gunther who is Walter to me and you those are wrestlers that should be at Wrestlemania you know why because I know that wrestlers that will not more than likely be part of Wrestlemania um, what do they bring to the table I don't know grit they bring an opportunity to entertain through their wrestling ability and they won't make Wrestlemania at least not in matches that I want to see and that's really amazing because it's a two-night affair for WrestleMania, but yet, guys like Dolph Ziggler taking on Braun Breaker, I'd love to see at WrestleMania. I'd love to have for Braun Breaker and Dolph Ziggler to have a WrestleMania moment. I'd love to see Dragon off. Like, oh well, I can't have him because that's you know NXT, you know UK champion and all. They can't have that. Why not? That guy is dynamite. Him and and Walter had one of the best matches last year of twenty twenty one. Why can't he be part of WrestleMania? You know, why can't Imperium be part of it? Mustache Mountain, those guys are entertaining. Why and and not just entertaining in the WWE sense, entertaining in the ring because of how good they are. How come there aren't more women on the card? I just you know, I think there's there's one part that I think is is intriguing that and it's not the women's tag team championship with Queen Zelina, Carmella, uh, Rhea Ripley, and Liv Morgan, and Italian Shayna Baszler. It's just the fact that Naomi and Sasha Banks are teaming. And if they win, they're the first uh, black tag team champions that are women uh, in the modern era. So I think that that's interesting, but not necessarily something that's going to sell me on WrestleMania. One thing I've realized, and this is not a long rant, it's just something I was thinking about. And I think that you and I both know this, but I think it should be said out loud. For Vince McMahon, because he continues, says that this WrestleMania is stupendous. WrestleMania is stupendous. And you think about it, it is really the lousiest card for WrestleMania I've seen in quite some time. Do I I really want to tune in to watch Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin? Do I really need that match at WrestleMania? I don't think I do. I think that Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch has uh, has not been a very powerful program up to this point. I think it's a match. I think I'll give you another one. The Usos against Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean, I can see that match any SmackDown, any Friday night if I want to. But Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura have a tag team title matchup against the Usos. And and this is what happens. You have so much television and you have all these matches. And now, once they're in the ring, if, if these matches are no different than Raw or SmackDown or what you see in Saudi Arabia, then it's just a waste. Ultimately, some of these tag team matches with the wrestlers, with the wrestlers, are just um, a conduit to just to get to Logan Paul in the ring, or when you see Bad Bunny, or when you see Johnny Knoxville. WrestleMania is about spectacle. There's no doubt. WrestleMania is not about the wrestling. It's about the mania. <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even smoking dope to tell you that, right? It's it's really about the mania. It's all about the spectacle on who's showing up and who's there more so than the actual wrestling. There was a time that WrestleMania was about the wrestling. It was about having a great card and and having solid matches up and down. But that's not the case. It's about the celebrity. It's about the nostalgia. It's about... Not necessarily the men and women that have been busting it year in and year out just to get to the middle of the card, just to get to the top of the card. It's just about all the fluff in between. You got to have Ronda Rousey. You got to have, you know, Logan Paul. You got to have Johnny Knoxville. You got to have all these bells and whistles. And it's just a, a head scratcher that you just can't have a show that is about having four and five star matches up and down the card. I understand that every wrestling company can't be AEW Revolution, where you have so many matches for AEW Revolution. It's like, man, there's a lot of really good matches. and really a lot of good matches that will lead into storylines, as we saw in Orlando a few weeks ago. But WrestleMania really is about the mania and about the wrestling. Not, I, I can't, I'm almost tired of complaining about it. I just know that if I'm someone that is, is in the middle of the card or someone that's always on Raw and SmackDown and losing always in Raw and SmackDown or, or chasing the the uh, two oh five No, What is it the um, well, that championship they're always t- chasing? Right, it's kind of say the Hardcore Championship, but the twenty four seven Championship. When they're chasing the twenty four seven Championship, it's kind of like, dude, isn't Robert Roode better than that? Isn't to- Tozawa better than that? Of course, all these wrestlers are, but they all have roles. It's all about the Mania and not about the wrestling. It's about the spectacle and the pomp and circumstance, but it's not about the wrestlers being able to move up because, as you well know, this whole company is based on Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns and really three or four other wrestlers, and the rest of it is just mid-card or below. That's what it is. It's the great four, not the great eight, not the great dozen. It's just about the best four Maybe a dozen, maybe half dozen wrestlers, and the rest of it is just fluff. There's just, uh, and the other thing too, is that if I was doing this podcast and not watching Raw and SmackDown and just watched the pay per views, more times than not, the pay per views will deliver. WrestleMania is the one that you are just like, hmm, what? If, well, you can't have better matches and better builds than what we see here. It is not the most stupendous WrestleMania we've ever seen, and we're not going to see the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. We're just getting a WrestleMania in Dallas. <laughs> but the marketing and the big titles and all the media around it, it makes it a spectacle because it's the WWE. And they do that better than anybody else in the world. Better than AEW, better than New Japan, better than Impact Wrestling, better than the NWA for sure, and all the other organizations around North America and around the world. Nobody does it the WWE, and that's really based on marketing. It's based on saying it. They say it enough, you have to believe it. Thanks so much for checking out Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday right here. Wherever you download this podcast, thanks so much for checking it out. Also on YouTube, YouTube YouTube.com, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. We're over 200 subscribers. Oh, my God. Thank you. If you have subscribed to the TWT podcast, thank you. If you subscribe to the TWT on YouTube, thank you. Thank you. We're over 200. I know. Oh, it's just 200. For where it was, for where our podcast was, that is huge for us. So, thank you if you subscribe to the YouTube feed for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Next week, we'll talk about the WWE Hall of Fame. I have an idea for the WWE Hall of Fame. Something that they should have considered. We'll talk about that in our next episode of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Don't forget, hit me up on Instagram and Twitter with your thoughts on WrestleMania at WrestlingTWT.